Welcome to Positively 365, a podcast by Joe Wattis. We wish to entertain, instruct, and motivate. If nothing else, hopefully we can entertain and inspire you to live a more positive life 365 days a year. We hope you enjoy this message. I drove my car to a local garage to fill it up. I noticed two policemen were standing watching a woman who was smoking while filling up her car. I thought, is she stupid, crazy, or both? Especially with the police standing right there. I minded my own business, though, and filled up my car with gas. Then I went inside to pay. As I was paying for my fuel, I heard someone screaming. I looked outside and saw that this woman's arm was on fire. She was swinging her arm, running around and going crazy. I ran outside. The police had the woman on the ground and they were putting the fire out. Then they put handcuffs on her and put her in the police car. I was surprised and a bit shocked. Couldn't believe that they had arrested her. Surely she ought to be in an ambulance, not in a police car. Me being nosy as I am, I asked the policeman, what were they arresting her for? He looked at me, dead serious, and said, waving a firearm. The expression, be careful what you wish for, you just might get it, is great advice. There's a reason why many lottery winners wind up depressed, broke, or suicidal. We might have a clear idea of what we want, but we don't consider how our lives will change whenever we get it. We could end up less happy than when we started. I once worked with a hospice patient who spent most of her professional life focused on retirement. She wanted to get there so badly for so long that it shaped her life and influenced many of her choices. When she looked back on her life in retirement, she realized that she was completely miserable She explained to me that in all the years of rushing toward retirement, she never considered what her life would be like once she got there. With tears flowing, she said this about her experience. It never occurred to me that once I got to this point in my life, my parents would be dead. Many of my friends would be gone. I'd be too tied up to do the traveling I put off until now. And I wouldn't have any hobbies to keep my busy mind quiet. This is nothing like I thought it would be. We can learn a great deal from examples of people like her, I think, who suffer as as a result of getting what they once wanted. If we aren't careful, getting what we want could be a recipe for disaster. In this week's episode of Positively 365, we will look at the admonishment to be careful what we wish for. But first, we have our trivia question of the day. Are you ready for it? Today's question comes to us from the world of fashion. Here it is. Aside from the toga, what was the main article of Roman fashion? We will have the answer when we come back. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? One of the ways we are able to continue is through listener support. 
simply go to www.anchor.fm forward slash positively 365. From there, you can access every episode of the podcast. You can also leave me a message. And if you feel so inclined, you can click the support button for as little as 99 cents a month you can become a sponsor of this program. You will earn my undying affection and have the satisfaction of knowing that you are doing something to spread more positivity in today's negative world. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support financially and otherwise. Do you know the answer to this week's trivia question? The question was, aside from the toga, what was the main article of Roman fashion? The answer, the tunic, of course. The Roman tunica was adopted from the Greeks. In the 3rd century BCE, it was worn by citizens and non-citizens alike. It might be worn under the toga, especially for formal occasions, the length of the garment, the presence or lack of stripes, as well as the width of the ornamentation would indicate the wearer's status in Roman society. Now you know. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Above all else, the biggest reason to be mindful of what we wish for is that we're prone to believe we'll be happier once we acquire what we desire. Social science research has proven that this thinking is a setup, because the more we get, the more we want. We believe that getting what we wish for will be the answer to all our problems, granting us lifelong joy and satisfaction. But happiness happens to be an inside job. Without knowing how to cultivate it internally for ourselves, no amount of money or external rewards will allow us to experience or maintain it. It's easy to wonder whether wishing and wanting is worth the risk, but let me assure you, there's some good news here for those who are willing to take heed. Despite the potential dangers of wanting, there is a way to utilize it in order to enrich our lives without suffering from all the unintended messy side effects. First, and most importantly, we have to be clear that getting what we want is not a guaranteed solution to our problems. We're not going to reach some utopian state of bliss once our desires manifest. Life simply doesn't work that way. Optimal wanting starts with generating this important awareness. If happiness is what we're after, and most of the time it is, we're wise to focus on how we can cultivate it right here, right now, in our present circumstances, before we've bought the yacht, backpacked through Europe, or married our one true love. Life is always happening in the present moment, so it's important for us to realize that while we wish, want, dream, and fantasize, our lives are taking place right now. For me, Nothing is more terrifying than the prospect of reaching the end of my life and realizing I missed out on most of it because I was too busy thinking about what I wanted instead of appreciating what I had. 
Don't let this happen to you. Set goals for your life, and by all means, get intentional about going after them. But know that everything you hope to feel when you get what you wish for is available to you right here and right now. There once was a king named Midas who did a good deed for a satyr. And he was then granted a wish by Dionysus, the god of wine. For his wish, Midas asked that whatever he touched would turn to gold. Despite Dionysius' efforts to prevent it, Midas pleaded that this was a fantastic wish, and so it was granted. Excited about his newly earned powers, Midas started touching all kinds of things, turning each of them into pure gold. But soon, Midas became hungry. As he picked up a piece of food, he found he couldn't eat it. It had turned to gold in his hands. Hungry, Midas groaned, I'll starve. Perhaps this was not such an excellent wish after all. Seeing his dismay, Midas's beloved daughter threw her arms around him to comfort him, and she too turned to gold. The golden touch is no blessing, Midas cried. Thank you for joining us today. Please consider taking a moment to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also connect with us and join the conversation on Facebook. Just search for Positively 365. We would love to hear from you. So, until next time, stay positive today and every day, 365 days a year. The preceding has been a Canine Wattis production. Sandy, Rita, Levi, do you approve?